Touchdown! Kansas City jumps on top. Under pressure, going to throw it deep, has his man open down the middle of the field, and he's got it! A.J. Brown to the end zone for the touchdown! And welcome back, everyone. This is the DLC. This is Arthur. And joined, as always, by DJ and Mike. Say hi, guys. Hey, what's up, everyone? What up, everybody? Um, oh, we got someone bombing our Zoom. It looks like a flasher, some kind of creep. Oh, no, 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 wait. No, that's, uh, that's the one and only, our special guest today, Mr. Commissioner, Danny Yoon. What's up, DY? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Hey, you're our first guest, man. Thanks. I feel honored. The very first guest of Dynasty League chat, <laughs> Loma Linda United. <laughs> Dude, so how you been, DY? Good, good. How are you guys all doing? I know it's pretty crazy right now. Um, like we don't know like COVID's gonna cancel football, this like shit that we might have to implement, but um uh, like real life stuff. How are you guys all doing? So far, so good. Kinda same shit, different day nowadays, right? Yeah. And uh you know, it is going to be interesting this year for sure. Um, we still don't know how it's all going to play out with COVID and whether we're going to have a full season. And uh, we'll definitely talk about this episode and we'll kind of break it down and see what everyone's thoughts are. Hey, but we got NBA playoffs coming up. The playoffs are upon us. Yeah, that's something that's been definitely a nice little break nba has been pretty amazing actually this whole like damian lillard going off to will the trailblazers to the playoffs um, tj warren yeah tj warren basically just <laughs> going nuclear in the bubble dude that whole drama with with dame and the clippers is freaking hilarious man oh yeah that was yeah, yeah. and it's like we're definitely so starved for anything sports related we're just like lapping it up it's it's pretty awesome yeah but this is yeah this is playoffs that's crazy yeah unfortunately the suns who went eight and zero in the bubble uh they were hoping that the trailblazers would lose but of course damian just went off again um won their last game and then that propelled them into the a seed oh wow i had no idea the suns went eight and zero. oh yeah they didn't that's lose crazy. a single game it's <laughs> pretty crazy and heartbreaking at the same time <laughs> yeah i mean they they've had a great run and the whole story with uh dame has been awesome but i can't really see them beating the lakers in a series let's go knock on wood let's right? go playoff um, time playoff time let's go lakers are on a mission this year do it for mamba and uh yeah we're hoping hoping for the best there hey did you guys watch uh did you guys watch uh the first episode of hard knocks i did yeah yeah um it's they're covering the los angeles teams this year the rams and the chargers dude mcveigh is just living the best life man seriously he's been working out for sure how do uh what do you think about the chargers so far mm. <laughs> yeah uh they uh it you know it's kind of the same old thing except now philip rivers isn't there for the first time in who knows how many years. Um, and uh, I mean, I'm excited. I think they have a good team on paper. Uh, and that's what we always say about the Chargers, right? They have a good team on paper, but they just haven't put it all together. You know, Justin Herbert's going to end up playing a few games probably sooner rather than later. And uh, right now we're just in that kind of weird place. But 
we'll see. I think we're definitely behind eight ball because we have fucking Patrick Mahomes in our goddamn division who's going to be <laughs> killing us for the next <laughs> 10 to 15 years. Uh, so we have that to look forward to. You guys were able to lock up uh, Bosa, though, so that's good. And have Derwin James coming back and obviously Keenan Allen is still there. You guys are like all-stars at like both sides of the ball except for... Oh, and you guys drafted that like. stud, uh, Joshua Kelly, you know? Who's that? What do you mean, who's that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, Arthur's, depending on Josh Kelly to be the his RB2, man. <laughs> <laughs> Which he might. I mean, look, Eckler... Eckler could be as swole as he wants to be, but you know he ain't—he uh, ain't that guy that you send between the tackles when you need to just punch it through. That's Kelly. Yeah. Well, that—that that it remains to be seen. Whatever you say, man. Whatever you say. <laughs> uh, oh man. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I do think that you know they aren't going to just feed Austin Eckler carries down the middle for sure. Um, they have, you know, they're going to give him his touches in the receiving game um, as well as carries, but they definitely want to have a run heavy approach this year, I think, with uh, a Tyrod and potentially Justin Herbert. So there's definitely chance for value in the second RB spot. I mean, I'm excited to see what Herbert can do. Who knows? If he can tear it up, then that puts the Chargers in a pretty good spot. Yeah. I mean, Danny, what did you think when the Chargers took Herbert? Uh, <laughs> I didn't like it. I was really hoping Tua would fall to us. Herbert is, I don't know. He's just the, the dude with the strong arm. He's like a shittier version of, uh, what's the dude's name in Buffalo? Oh, Josh Allen? Yeah, Josh Allen. Uh, I see another like Brady, Brady Quinn. Oh, God. Oh, no. oh, That's like no. the kiss of death. I, these guys are just like, they're throwers, not passers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Isn't Josh Allen like kind of built, though? Yeah, he's more athletic, but yeah. like he can't pass, a, he can't throw a touch pass to save his life. Everything. Herbert kind of looks like like a like Goff's like body type. Uh, he's a little bigger. Like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Jeez, he's a human being. Arthur. I mean, he's a handsome human being. He's a handsome yeah. and rich human being. He's intelligent, but <laughs> I mean, I was super excited just to see you know hard knocks. You know, hard knocks means training camp means NFL season is around the corner. So. Regardless of whether we are going to have a full season or not, it is something to get excited yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. No, after watching that first episode, now for sure, I definitely feel like the NFL has no clue what they're doing. And now, I, in my mind, the season is in jeopardy because <laughs> I don't really trust that anyone there really knows what's going on. Yeah. I think uh, it's, it really is hard to see us having a full season without at least some of these teams having outbreaks. But at this point, what can you do, right? Just hope for the best. What can you do? Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers up. Uh, and just enjoy what we do get, maybe. Um, speaking about being happy with what you get, Darius, guys. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. So uh, I know you guys did your um, fantasy uh, rankings a week ago, I believe it was. So after this news, we're, was Brian Lee firmly entrenched as number one shittiest player in the league? 
Well, yeah. Well, but, you don't have to call, say he's he's not the shittiest he's shittiest player. Shittiest. He's just ranked team. him low. Yeah. I like That's... to think he was the best at not scoring <laughs> points. But yeah, now he's definitely going to be like even better at not scoring points. I remember we were texting DJ and uh, we heard the news at 3.30. And then I think, uh, you know, Mike went to go do a case. And then by the time he came back 30 minutes later, guys is cut. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I said too. I was like, what? I went, I went to go do a crown prep and he's cut. Yeah, there's, uh, I guess there was a quick trigger uh, around Rivera. The new Washington regime there. So, well, apparently they knew about it, right? Like they had some hints, obviously. Yeah. I think with these types of things, they always get info, especially since so many of these teams have contacts, yeah. you know, within the local police departments and, you know, they have security teams kind of keeping tabs on their players. Yeah. I think once he got arrested, that's when, you know, it was like, okay, it's time to cut ties. But, you know, the NFL has always had that interesting relationship with players who are guilty of domestic violence i mean tyreek hill tyreek hill yeah obviously on my on my team you know even last year i didn't even know if he would be playing has there when's the last time we had a bust this big i mean he was 102 right he went 102 i think in Mm -hmm. the 2018 draft he was like the consensus 102 after saquon and over the last two seasons he's had like what like a couple of good games Dude, this guy is a huge bust. But I don't. When was the last time we had this this big of a bust? Um, Corey, Corey Davis, Davis at number two. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, no. Corey Davis, uh, he produced a little bit, you know. At least he's playing in the At NFL. Least man. The NFL. At least he's playing in the NFL. So you're not a bust in my heart. Yeah. Okay? I mean, he might be one of those just change of scenery might help him yeah. too. There's like clips on you know on the internet. Of him just being wide open too. Yeah, I'm hoping for the Devonte Parker breakout for Corey <laughs> Davis. Five years in, let's go. Hey, you don't want a Devonte Parker breakout. You want a uh, what's that one guy, Brashad Perriman breakout? <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of breakout you're looking for. Know what I'm saying, Doug and Richard? <laughs> <laughs> so that drops guys, you know, out of the top 200 just immediately in Dynasty ADP. And replacing him is, of course, oh, who is this player? Oh, yeah, that's right. It's the guy that I drafted. Antonio Gibson. No, (laughs) AP, get out of here. Dude, AP is 35. Old, just like his owner. (laughs) But yeah, no, I'm excited about Gibson. So, yeah, there's going to be a little bit of a battle, right? So there's AP, the the, old war horse, and then you have this guy, Antonio Gibson. They did draft him pretty high, right? Third round. Uh, so there's some draft capital there. Playing in Memphis, which is the AAC. It's not like a horrible conference. It's not the SEC, but you know, it's nothing to sniff at. Such a such an interesting prospect. I mean, he has like in terms of the measurables and the performance metrics, like he was like so good, except for like college production. He had like seventy something touches. Yeah, uh, that was his what last year, and then the year before that, he had like six catches. That's it. Like his yeah, whole—that's that's a small a sample, sample size. His whole highlight reel Compared is like a four-minute YouTube but, clip. Uh, but he was yeah. like hyper efficient, right? Yeah. But well, I mean, I feel like oh, the yeah. running back position is a—it's a less. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, skill position, I guess. Like there's less craft in it than like a wide receiver. You just need to be athletic. But I mean, he, he got drafted to Arthur's team, so he's probably. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> I don't know, man. 
I know, like, there's like the opportunities there, like this, the touches. But let's let's be frank here. They traded away Trent Williams, right? There's no left tackle there. They have a quarterback that is uh, not exactly uh, very awe-inspiring. You know, that box is going to be stacked. Uh, whoever's running behind that line is going to have a hard time this year. But you know, like he'll may, he may have a game or two where. He might be fantasy relevant, but good luck uh, figuring out what games those are. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, don't worry. I'm I'm really good at fantasy football, so <laughs> it's not really a big problem for me. I think when it comes down to it, I see him like kind of as that. I mean, I don't know about now, but you know, in the second round, late second round, he was a great kind of dart throw. Yeah. Because you. Because you want to get those guys who are in those ambiguous situations, and then right. with guys, you know, going down. Being out of the equation now, like the unsettled backfield. Yeah, yeah, that's a. I do like targeting those, um, those types of backfields for breakouts. You know, um, as long as you know, you just have you know understand what the risk is, right? You, right. you, you buy one of those tickets, and yeah, it could end up being nothing. At the late second round, it was good, but I mean, recently with the news of Geis, his ADP's been creeping up near first round levels. But at this point, you know, with our season the way it's so unsettled, let's let's. I, I'm more willing to roll the dice on guys like that. You know, like if he breaks out, great. If he's nothing, then it's really not the worst. You know, you spent a second round pick. Oh man! So we had a bunch of opt outs, right? But probably out of like some of the some of the skill positions um, that did opt out for the year, you got like Devin Funches who. <laughs> was the only wide receiver that Green Bay added this year, and then he opted out. Which helps me out quite a bit since I have both Devontae Adams and Alan yeah. Lazard. Oh, so you have Lazard? This have is Lazard. great for yeah, you. That's yeah, that's great. So I may, you may see me starting both of those guys some weeks. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see because uh, last year they didn't really let Aaron Rodgers throw. So Yeah, that's, pretty, that's a, kind of a fascinating case, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that whole Green Bay situation with them drafting Jordan Love, not taking any receivers, taking A.J. Dillon uh, relatively high as well. You could say that's a one-season thing, like, oh, they'll get back to more passing volume eventually, but literally nothing they've done over the past couple years since Matt LaFleur got there has been indicating that they want to expand the passing game, right? Like, it seems like they want to run the ball and not go outside of the structure so uh you know it's hard to say either way it's definitely good for Devonte. Devonte is gonna be locked in for 160 170 targets this Ooh. year so he's gonna go off i think you know we briefly mentioned this when we were talking about the power rankings episode but yeah Devonte adams is such an amazing fantasy wide receiver one he's like literally the only target there yep. That's like the reliable number one receiver. And his quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. Like even in a run heavy offense that they've become, he's the option for Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Feels great. But other than that, the rest of your team is trash. Better than yours. 
Anyway, we'll see, Arthur. Since uh, we'll see. Hey, oh, yeah. Also, by the way, we're we're all in the same division except for Danny here. Oh, that's we'll be, right. We'll be that's playing right. each other twice a year, so you know, we'll see at the end of the year who's better. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, one of you guys can can win the division this year. I don't. I don't need to win every year, so I don't have to win this uh, year. no. Yeah. No backpedaling, Arthur. No, no, no. Because I'm I'm rebuilding. You know, I, I I just gave away my you know number one foundational wide receiver and so you know it would be i mean if i did win the division after making that move i mean that would be so embarrassing for you guys <laughs> oh we'll see brother we shall see albert wilson and alan hearns opted out from miami so maybe preston williams is gonna have that breakout hopefully he comes back healthy from his uh, acl yeah they lost a couple of their main uh like second option or third options i would say yeah. so Basically, all the targets are going to be concentrated even more down to Devontae. Preston Williams, if he's healthy, he looked pretty good. It's really hard to tell because, um, you know, there's going to be that quarterback switch probably toward the end of the year, assuming that there is a year. Um, you know, obviously, when Preston Williams is playing, the splits between him and Devontae Parker's splits are pretty bad. I, Me personally, I'm probably going to have to make a voodoo doll of Preston Williams sometime this year. <laughs> Yeah, he. I mean, last year he already got voodoo doll last year, so <laughs> you know we'll see. You know, uh, Dy, the last time you made a voodoo doll, hey, hey. On someone on my team, how did that well, work? Well, he's out on for my you? team now, so you know he's impervious <laughs> to voodoo charm. I'm cool, but yeah, uh, I don't know. You never know because we know what happens never with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick when it's Preston Williams and Devontae Parker, but if it's Tua. You know, hopefully he gets a better connection with Devontae Parker. Come on, man! It took him five years to like kind of break out. He's whatever. I don't. I don't. I'm not like. I'm not expecting him to like carry my team or anything like that. You know, that's that's running backs. I really do think there are players who, if they were maximized by their coaches, they can provide that production. You know, guys like Marks Colston. You know, he's just a big slot receiver guy, but. He found the right coach and system yeah. in New Orleans to produce. I don't see why Devontae Parker, you know, maybe he doesn't do some things exceptionally well as a receiver, but he does have things he's very good at. And as long as they continue to maximize those opportunities for him, uh, he should still produce, you know, like he's finally in a system where um, he's playing well. Yeah, Damian Williams. Oh, I got to pour one out. I got to pour one out for Damien. Yeah, he was probably the most fantasy impactful opt-out this year due to COVID. Um, he opted out, uh, I believe, because for family concerns. And uh, that immediately vaulted. I mean, Clyde Edwards was already considered pretty much consensus 101, him and Jonathan Taylor. But after the Damien Williams opt-out for this year, that really just skyrocketed him basically cementing his number one overall position i understand like it's not like i was expecting damian williams to you know hold off clyde edwards hilaire or anything like that but literally the last football game that we all watched like if damian williams got the super bowl mvp i don't think anyone would have argued with that i mean everyone was having a terrible day casey was getting destroyed mahomes just couldn't throw for the life of him and then Damien, like that sound clip of uh, Mahomes in our intro song, that pass that he throws to Damien, that was the go-ahead touchdown that won Casey the Super Bowl, right? That's where that's from. 
Uh, and then now he's just like done. <laughs> His <laughs> dynasty value is zero. Okay. But yeah, Edwards Hilaire, dude, his overall startup dynasty ADP was like, it was like in the back end of the first round. And in July, it actually dipped down into the second. Dude, right now he's 105. That's insane. He's going before any of the wide receivers. It's, it's CMC, Saquon, Alvin Kamara, uh, Zeke, and then Clyde. And, this dynasty and then, then you have Michael Thomas and Dalvin and Devontae Adams. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. I feel like it's hard, you know, like he literally fell into the perfect situation, right? Like what more could you ask for? But at the same time, when you're drafting him that high or assigning that level of value to him, you're literally drafting him at his like theoretical ceiling, right? Like we saw Kareem Hunt in that system, amazing like rookie year, right? He scored like something like 12 or 16 total touchdowns. Um, and he still wasn't even close to what Christian McCaffrey put together last year, right? I feel like when you're drafting him that high, you're drafting him expecting his ceiling. Um, of course, you know, he might score 20 touchdowns next year and, uh, it'll be, you know, very deserved, but, um, it, it kind of is kind of crazy. His, his value jump that he's got without him ever even playing a down in the NFL. Congratulations to Chetim, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Definitely got lucky with that. But uh, would you rather have uh, would you rather have Edward Salaire or Dalvin Cook? Only reason why I would take uh, Dalvin Cook is just because he plays for the Vikings. You know they are just so heavy run centric with Mike Zimmer. Uh, Casey has so many mouths to feed. Uh, it's Andy Reid, but then again, Andy Reid did call him. A better version of Brian Westbrook, and that dude tore it up when he played for Andy Reid. So uh, I don't know. Uh, again, am I picking based on potential, or am I picking based on what I've seen? And if that's the case. I'm picking Dallin Cook, and what I've seen is not too bad either. You know, he was a top five running back. I mean, you know, I'll take that any day over a guy who theoretically may be a Brian Westbrook. Well, there's definitely merit in the uh, too many mouths to feed too. But if anything, he just you know. This high, super, super high floor, just guaranteed, you know, goal line touches and whatnot, like, and just hoping for that uh, high upside as well to come along with it, obviously. But I mean, I, I feel like I'd have to take CH for me since I have Mahomes. Yeah, I think uh, me personally, between those two, I would go for Clyde Edwards just because of the youth factor. Dalvin Cook does have some injury history even the last year he stayed relatively healthy and balled out ceh i i would probably take him uh in a startup i wouldn't be taking him over someone like michael thomas or someone like Devonte adams even but after that that top tier um yeah i'd be comfortable taking him like maybe late first round in a startup still there's always that that uncertainty you know he's not like a saquon right like saquon he was just a historical kind of prospect and i was comfortable taking him putting him in that top echelon of running backs immediately but clyde edwards he's still has some question marks as a prospect like you know uh comparatively and uh i don't know if i'm personally 
that comfortable putting him up there, but he'll get every chance to show it this year. Hey, DJ, Tavon Austin's <laughs> back. Oh, yeah. He's finally going to break out after so <laughs> many years. <laughs> he's also on the free agent free agent uh, list. Ooh. So bust out those fab dollars, Anyone guys. Anyone can go he's and get star. Max bid time. Max bid All time. All I have to say is look up Tavon Austin highlights on YouTube. From college, not NFL. Not NFL. College. His college highlights. But watch that because DJ still watches it every night. Dude, they're, I mean, objectively, they're the craziest. It's like the craziest highlight tape any college athlete has put on YouTube for sure. Then how come you're crying every time you watch it? I don't cry, man. I just wish I, for what could have been, you know? I think anywhere, if some coach can scheme him into the player he should have been, you know, the Niners and Shanahan can do it. So Lamar Miller is signed to the Patriots. I mean, who cares about Lamar Miller? I think this, the more important thing here is that Sony Michelle is not ready to play. And the Patriots know this. His ADP and his value was like already, you know, really, really sinking. But he's out of the top 100 now. He's like the RB32 in Dynasty ADP. So he's going he's gonna to start on pub. He's going to miss several weeks. And uh, I mean, Lamar Miller. Wait, does Hyun still have Lamar Miller? Uh, yes. I think so. I think so. How could he let him go after he paid so much for him? I mean, who would trade for him anyways right now, right? Hey, I mean, the, he literally fell into a pretty good spot, you know, if he can go there and just become the uh, lead back in the Patriots committee. But it's, I think that whole New England offense now is kind of lost its shine in terms of uh, what they'll be able to do. You know, Cam is there. He's, I think it's obvious he's going to be the starting quarterback if he's healthy, but I don't know how much they're going to be kind of a high scoring offense. I think they're really going to control the clock and lean on their defense like they did last year. Yeah. It's just one of those stay away backfields for me. Yeah. Oh, and Dante Hunt Hightower is opted out this year. I think Patrick Chung did too, right? And Patrick Chung. So big pieces of their defense are out too. I mean, and Lamar is coming off a pretty serious injury. Like, can't expect first year coming back that he's going to be back, you know, back at full speed. If anything, it's, it's what's going to happen next year, I guess, is the question if he's still there. Anyway, so uh, I don't think we're going to have college football this year. Yeah, it's, it's not looking great for college football. I think um, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, they already called off their seasons, at least for now. Um, there are some rumblings they want to try to have a season in the spring, but I don't think that's going to happen either. I mean, aren't they possibly talking about like keeping the SEC and then inviting a few teams to the SEC just for this year or no? So, I mean, there's so much TV money, I guess, too, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the, what it comes down to, right? It's all about the money. Dude, Wisconsin said they're going to lose like a hundred million dollars from the cancel sports this year. Crazy. So, DY, um, you know, since you're joining us here, um, and since you're our very good friend and our special guest today, <laughs> uh, I just wanted Can't to wait. look at your team really oh, quick here we go. and ask you 
No, I just want to ask you, like, what are you doing? Like, your team is whatever, dude. Do you have Trubisky? Okay. <laughs> you still have well, Des Bryant? Uh, glad, glad you asked. Okay, okay. So first things first. Uh, my quarterbacks, my quarterbacks is a is an area of need for sure. Um, I know Matt Ryan is somebody I could probably, you know, I can get by with. But he's not like in the elite tier. He's more like what tier three, tier four. Uh, it's someone I I can be competitive with. You know, I built my team more around my running backs, which honestly I think I have two of the best running back tandems in the league. Like it's very hard to match up against Dalvin and Derek, Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. And it's uh you know you're lucky Dalvin Cook apparently now he's not gonna. Hold it's out, very so. hard to hold out with this new. Yeah, like it's almost stupid too. You know, it's very detrimental to the player. So unless they renegotiate the next CBA, I highly doubt this holdout's gonna be a strategy that a lot of free agents will will pursue. But uh, yeah, going back to my team, um, outside of those two, uh, a lot of my so-called depth from last year kind of dried up. Both Ingram and Marlon Mack have actually a lot of competition and I don't think these guys are going to be there for long. So I got maybe like a year or two of some semi-decent production from them. And then uh, I have a ginormous stable of receivers, which honestly, I'm probably going to end up cutting half of them uh, within like a year or two and just uh, kind of hopefully get like one or two. I'm just kind of employing DJ strategy, just casting a really wide net uh, you know, uh, if you look, I drafted all sorts of people. I didn't just draft like huge tall guys. I I drafted all sorts of people. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, I think my team is competitive, especially in the division I am in. Uh, it's a pretty shitty division. And I'm not really afraid of. No, I'm afraid of no, no people in my division. You know, their wives are probably a lot more scarier. You know what I mean? That's, uh, you know. That's just what I think about my team. That's all I got to say about that. I mean, honestly, just like you said, uh, your running backs are so good. That's yeah, that's, that's what's going to carry your team. That's what you rely on when you're, uh, you know, in the playoffs. Yeah. And that's like the most consistent scoring from week to week as well, especially in our league. So uh, that's really all you need. Yeah, I'm not like I have a good chance against anybody. Really, for me, it's it's really. If my running backs get hot, and if they do, then like everybody's gonna be in trouble. Yeah, you knocked me out of playoffs last year. Yeah, wasn't too hard. Oh. <laughs> but hey, but respect, man. No, oh, no, I know. Cool. Hey, you and I, we were we we're the two worst teams the year before. You were worse, yeah. now second and then worst. We both made playoffs. Yeah, and then we yeah. yeah we made playoffs. You know, now some people should take note. <laughs> yeah. It's true, yeah. but 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 I I do have it. I have a championship. Oh, I have a championship too. I mean, I consider your guys's championships kind of like in the old <laughs> era, you know, like how we consider like seventies and sixties football. Time to grow up, guys. Well, you know, all I know is I have a hundred percent win record in the finals against DY. So, oh, that's cute. That's good. Hey, oh, at man, least that's all I know. at least. At least I am not 0-3 in the Super Bowl against the same person. All right? So, you know, that's all I got to say about that. Oh, damn. Just throwing the shade. He <laughs> <laughs> was the collapse. We're talking Brad about, like, ultimate, we're talking about ultimate rivalries, right? Like, hey, what more hatred yeah, comes from yeah, that? Yeah, that's so true. 
This is our 10th year. Um, Feliz cumpleaños. That's actually a pretty big accomplishment. Yeah, so if you take a, a look at from when we first started to now, we've made some significant changes. So, um, yeah, I'd say it's definitely not the same league as it was when we started. So some changes that we made were uh, the rookie draft. Um, if you guys remember, we had a rookie draft and a free agent draft. Uh, we completely revamped that. We uh, Our rookie draft used to be uh, a snake draft, and we changed that to model the NFL. Uh, we got rid of the free agent draft and changed it to a, a free agent auction bidding draft. We increased roster sizes for IDP. So I'd say, yeah, no, we've gone through an evolution of sorts with this league. Oh, yeah, for sure. We've gone through a lot of changes. There's been a, a lot of changes, basically everything for the better, um, and kind of continue to make the changes necessary to try to keep making things just kind of a better experience in general. Dude, it's kind of crazy. We used to snake draft our rookie draft. Yeah, we learned real quick that we had to change that, though. Um, just the bad teams just could not cannot keep up. And so, I know after we changed it, um, you see, you see teams uh, rebuilt a lot faster, and you know that's what we're looking for. Is well, I mean, ideally, we don't want any teams to have to rebuild, right? But I mean, some teams have always been rebuilding. They've never not been. Rebuilding. Yeah, some people just managed to stay competitive, like Brian King. Um, you know, always manages to make it to playoffs every year. Second place every time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, still, hey, that's got to say something about consistency and just constantly being able to, com- you know, put a competitive package forward. You know, that says something about your team. And I'm sure his stadium is full. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, DJ, did uh, Mingyu ever send you that trophy? Yeah, yeah, he did. Well, the first one he sent, well, he like ordered it and then I got it, but it was like broken in half. <laughs> it's like a Lombardi trophy, yeah. right? But it's made of ceramic. What? So it's like with like a chrome outer spray cover or Bullshit, something, okay. right? So, I mean, it's chrome on the outside, but, you know, essentially it's just a glass trophy, right? So um, the first one was broken. They sent a replacement. And so I have that, but. I don't know, like if it's even going to survive being sent to the next, you know, the next winner. I had sent him a link because I told him like, hey, I could just buy it, you know, like I was like, fuck it, whatever. I'm the commissioner. I'll just, I'll just pay for it. And I, I sent him a link for like a nine hundred dollar yeah. trophy. It's like full sterling silver, like re- full replica. He's like, you know, no, I got it. Don't uh-huh. worry. You know, I'm a, I'm an oral surgeon. I make a lot of money. You know, this is nothing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, and so since you didn't say anything, I was like, oh shit, he he must have got it. Cause remember, I was going for something that was like that was like lifelike, uh-huh. and you know, something that didn't break, like a cer- like ceramic. Come on, man. Yeah, I think he thought it was gonna be all metal too, but that's how they like get you, Chinese. Oh my god, because it came from China, so it's like <laughs> you got the Wuhan trophy. <laughs> all right, okay, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna yeah, buy you see. one, DJ. All right, so. The nah, commissioner, nah, nah, let me just get this. It. Let me just figure this out. I'll, <laughs> I'll get a real one. I'll get a real yeah. one bought, uh, bought and sent over. Um, it doesn't need to be nine hundred dollars, though, dude. No, yes, it it's does. Like, it's got to. No, it's got to be like flex like, material. I agree. No, I agree. If if we're really going long term with yeah, this exactly. league, I agree, dude. Right? If we're gonna play for like the next That's twenty true. years, yeah, let's get a let's get a kick ass trophy. No, I'm gonna buy one for myself. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I'm the champion. Yeah, I, I am. I just I add one your name I every year now. The, on the side. 
I'm gonna make a glass case and I'm gonna put it in there. <laughs> the like the laser engraver you take it to is like, oh, you won another championship <laughs> every year, every year. It's like, wow. yeah, I'm pr- I'm pretty good. Nonstop. I, I'm I'm curious, guys. Uh, how many of you guys thought this is gonna make it to ten years? I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, none of us did. Thing. Come on, oh, like, for sure. like what I think this? the one person that had any like idea was probably me because I did a lot of research. But even then, like. Look at our draft. Oh, our startup draft where I took Michael Vick. 100% <laughs> had we done it, uh, had we had the experience we had now, our draft would look so different. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, how many of you guys thought this was going to make it to 10 years? Yeah, I, I don't know. It was like, I knew that with the guys who were in there, we all kind of were going to be around each other, right. you know, in 10 years. But with the league itself, it's definitely been the longest running league that I've ever ah. been a part of. Sure redraft included no i think it's cool too that we're at a point now where we can literally go like months without talking to you know somebody specific but just randomly it'll be like oh you know hey uh let's make this trade it's like uh okay (laughs) (laughs) pretty much no small talk it's just like hey you doing all right um (laughs) i'll give you this you give me that oh it really is like we're we're so familiar with each other now too. Yeah. I think it really adds to kind of the appeal of this. That's good. I mean, um, that's kind of when I first started this. Uh, remember, it was most of you guys were already in school, I think, and I was just starting my. I just got accepted to dental school, so I was like, uh, by the time I'm done, you guys are all gonna be gone. So we should figure out a way to stay connected, and you know, if that's what this is doing, I'm, you know, my mission's been accomplished. Glad that we're all having fun too. Well, I think Danny, you definitely deserve a huge amount of credit for keeping everything going. Because realistically, if a league doesn't have like a good commissioner who's definitely, especially you, where you're constantly trying to improve, you know, the league while maintaining kind of the true essence of the league as well. Yeah, a league like ours doesn't. Any dynasty league doesn't last for ten years unless you have. Yeah, that, well, you know. no, it it takes everybody too. Uh, you know, it's actually not as hard as you think. It's it's more daily maintenance more than anything else. Uh, when you get twelve guys that are equally competitive and prideful, it, it really is not that hard. Just my biggest concern is when you have twelve people who are very smart and who think they can outsmart one another and try to cut the rules. That's that's when my job becomes a little yeah. hard. <laughs> but no, other than that, you know, as long as you have like clear cut guidelines, like, uh, you know, when I first started, I was definitely a little bit more hands on. But uh, the more experience I got, I realized the key to any good league is actually not an active commissioner. You you don't want a commissioner that's like hands on with like everything. If, if that makes sense, uh, you want somebody that just kind of like maintains the league you know manages like small fires here and there uh but uh, uh one other thing i i read when i first started the, the dynasty league or when i first was thinking about this is a lot of people would leave after like uh like eight nine ten years right because the game got stale you know like you have the same rules every year in and out like it, it kind of wears on you so that's why i thought of like the divisional realignment so like you have different you know fresh opponents uh, you know, um, you know, and that's why I'm constantly thinking of like small ways to make the game a little bit more interesting year in year out. Uh, I think after a while, um, we'll have a league where 
there's enough things to keep everybody occupied. I mean, I, for the most part, I think our league is pretty dynamic and challenging enough where it is like that. But, um, you know, we're always looking for, like, little little things here and there. So, yeah, again, that's I am constantly trying to figure out, like, better things to do. And, you know, the NFL is constantly changing, too. So uh, just by default, since we mirror so much of what the NFL does, uh, we're constantly evolving with the NFL as well. Yeah, if uh, if Mingyu wins one more time, I'm leaving. <laughs> We've all made a pact. <laughs> well, Mingyu's won the most, but the person that's actually took home the biggest purses would be uh, Chenin's taken home the most. Uh, he's won when our league was the he's won twice when our league was at the highest pay. So his I think he's won like I want to say like seven grand, and Mingyu's won like. Chedim spent zero dollars <laughs> on on waiver money, and he won the biggest person. And again, that's uh, that's why we had to change the uh, Frasian auction bidding style because we can't cha- uh, tie it to real money. Um, <clears throat> it directly affects how people play in the game, so we need that to be separated. So I, I think this year, uh, Chedim will spend more money. Uh, obviously, it's zero dollars, so he'll happily spend it. <laughs> if he's a man of principle then he'll still keep his waivers at zero dollars <laughs> i really want to see him like end the year with like 243 dollars left in his you know budget. that guy is gonna be the first to go to zero. <laughs> oh, for sure he's like oh i can spend everything now. be a man of principle <gasps> oh man no i mean it's been i mean it's been great for sure uh, and definitely danny you should definitely take credit for what you've done but um i think yeah i i definitely agree with you though now that we're all kind of veterans of this dynasty league and uh we all kind of know what we're doing the maintenance is a lot lower i would say now that you know we all kind of know what we need to do um so but speaking on that um there are a couple issues that we should probably discuss um, changes for this year um, and also possible changes to the IDP. So I actually talked to quite a few of you guys uh, in the league and just got your opinion and just was like bouncing ideas around and a couple of you guys had some really good ideas. And so what I did was I put together a composite of what you guys thought and uh, I have this like uh, plan to announce and i just uh would like to go over it with you guys and you know, it'd be good to discuss it with you might even change some stuff based on like what we discussed here but uh what i was going to do was we we're going to increase rosters uh ir spots to five uh we're gonna go from two to five um the reason why we went against doing unlimited like the nfl is because one uh, <clears throat> uh our league the way it's set up is uh, most of our skill positions are taken from the free agent pool. So to create an unlimited uh, IR spot would create unfair advantages that could be exploited. Um, without going into too much detail, there's definitely some strategies people would employ. Like, you know, there's only 32 kickers. Some Someone might just pick up 20, 21 kickers, you know, and make sure that nobody picks up a kicker that weekend. To me, that's not what I consider strategy. In, in spirit of fair play, uh, I, I would limit it to five. But with one stipulation, I would still keep two spots as uh, regular IR. So if you put those two people on IR, 
uh, they're done for the season. And then the other three slots would be for COVID-related only. So they would have to have a COVID designation to be on that IR spot. And uh, we would uh, keep them on 10 days, and then they would be activated on the 11th day. Now, as commissioner, this would be a really hard for me to keep track of. So what I was going to do is, in our Dynasty League document tracker, I was going to open up one page for everybody to be able to announce their um, picks. Now, it's your responsibility. If you forget to uh, announce like an IR or whatever, you're just going to have to, uh, you, you know, obviously we're just going to have to discount the points for that week or uh, hold them in IR depending on what the situation was. What do you guys think? I think that's, um, yeah, very common sense, straightforward approach to uh, the inevitable COVID-related injury designations we're going to see this year. I mean, we've already seen them um, for a number of people coming in. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, you know, Matt Stafford was on the list for a while. Um, and, you know, we'll definitely see a lot of big names on those lists. So I think it's definitely fair, you know, limiting the extra amount of roster slots, but still allowing for basically more than doubling our typical IR designations. Um, so I think that's definitely fair. Hopefully everyone is going to take care of themselves and maintain their own team and make sure that all their designations are where they're supposed to be. Yeah, I think it's I think that's a reasonable route because, you know, we already have pretty deep rosters. I mean, we do have a lot of starting positions, but our rosters are a, a, a good size. I mean, you know, it's not like we can find a lot of great players on our waivers because, you know, we, we can hold on to some of these prospects because we have the depth to do so. And so, um, you know, right now, or the normal IR spots, we have two, of course. And once you put your player who has the injury designation into your IR, you know, they're there for the season. Like you can't reactivate them. You can drop them from IR straight into drop, but you cannot re return to your roster. That's and that's your active roster, and that's how it's been. And so what this would do is open up three additional IR spots. You know, it's really interesting because in the NFL. Um, I mean, they are, it's, it's pretty complex how they're doing things. Um, you know, they have their, their COVID list, right? Which is actually a reserve. It isn't, for them, it's not like a regular IR spot. It, it actually goes to their commissioner's exempt list. Um, and that's, if, if you have a player that is on the COVID list, that doesn't mean that they tested positive for COVID. Actually, the teams are not allowed to disclose whether a player has tested positive or not um when they get on that list that means that they're either being tested or they are positive or they were in close contact or exposure so you could have players that actually get on the covid list multiple times a year right that's like that's definitely in the realm of possibility um and then uh, if, you know, you have a player that's returning from COVID, yeah, it has to be like 10 days since the symptoms started or three days since they're asymptomatic. And then you have their IR, which now in the NFL, they can basically, um, you know, remove the players uh, for, this is the interesting part, for a football or non-football related injury, just anything, any kind of injury, they can remove from their active roster for three weeks into IR. After three weeks, 
they can return to practice. And then from that point, the teams have three weeks to decide whether they can, they can, they're going to move them to the active roster. So it's, yeah, it's definitely not something where we can just directly translate that into, you know, our, our league format. Yeah. I think that's kind of along the spirit of what you're basically proposing. And so, um, yeah, I do like that. Yeah. I think the, the really good point that Arthur brought up was that we do have pretty deep rosters as it is. Um, and we should technically, or I mean, hopefully be able to weather some of our players, you know, going down, you know, it's just so unprecedented this year because even with the three IR spots for COVID related reasons, at least in our, in our fantasy league, it's going to be crazy because there, I know there are going to be some teams where the whole team or like the starting lineup is just out because of, you know, the COVID, like whether it's an outbreak in the team facilities or, you know, what have you, we already saw it in baseball with the Cardinals and the Marlins and the, they had to cancel games, you know, whole games uh, because of those outbreaks. Uh, is that going to happen in the NFL? Yeah. I, I think so. Mahomes, you know, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, you know, just looking at my team, imagine a Baltimore oh, yeah. breakout. Marquise Brown, you know, yeah. Lamar is out. Marquise Brown is out. Um, and Mark Andrews. I can't start three, you know, key players for me. Yeah. That's going to happen. Yeah. I, it, it, you, honestly, like, I, you know, that's the way we have to approach the season, I think, just keeping that in mind. And, um, it might just be the winner at the end is the guy who had, you know, the fewest, you know, IR designations, you know, the fewest missed games from his players. Um, so it should be pretty interesting. The DY for these expanded IR spots, they can come back off IR uh, after, after 10 days. 10 days. So, yeah. So let's say I'm, I'm just being very technical here because I know some of you guys are going to try and fucking uh, uh, cheese the system. Uh, so let's say you put Ooh. a. Mike? What? Me? Mike? I would never do such a thing. I'm talking to all 12 of the league owners, all esteemed gentlemen. You guys are all very smart, so I also know you guys are going to try and bend the rules to your advantage. So uh, let, let's say you uh, put a player at 11.59 p.m., okay? One minute before midnight on, on uh, January 1st. That means on January 11th, midnight, uh the 11th he is now active on your team so that's, that's how we're gonna do it what happens in the nfl if a player tests positive and then like his next two tests were negative right away so that is like the that weird quirk about the covid mm-hmm. ir list in the nfl is that you don't necessarily have to test positive to be on the list you could just be on there because you were exposed or you know matt stafford's case you know, he actually had a false positive, you know, he had, he had a positive test and then every single test after that was negative, but they put him on the COVID restriction list or the COVID injury list anyway. You know, there are going to be situations like that too. Um, in the end, you're just going to have to go case by case and make that determination yourself as a league manager, whether, you know, you're going to use one of the IR spots for that purpose or um are you gonna you know maybe just hold out so you don't you know you're not without their services for uh, another week more than you need to so that'll be part of the strategy 
involved as well. Yeah, this is the game. This is the strategy. Roster management, in-season management, you know? Continue to get better at this stuff. And one day, kids, you can win too. Oh, look, I'm in a room full of champions. Oh, look, you guys are so cool. <laughs> oh, look, I want to join the club. I kind of really do want to join the club, though. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what we're all going for every single year. Oh. Yeah, so, I mean, I am curious to see what you guys think about the possibility of a shortened season because, honestly, I do think that the season is not going to finish to completion. I have thought of it. Um, if we can get to 11 games, well, it's kind of hard because if they announce that we're only going to have 11 games, I can theoretically make an eight-game season with a three-game playoff. I, I could do that, but they would have to announce it. But let's say we're in the 11th week and then all of a sudden Goodell comes out and goes, hey, the 12th week is our last week like, and that's it. Then like, there is going to be no playoffs. There is going to be no um, a Super Bowl or anything like that. You know, like I need, I need a plan because our playoffs go to three weeks, right? Well, if they do cut it off abruptly, what's what's going to be the seating for next year? Is this the same as last year? No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't be able to do it like that, right? It would have to be based on the most recent statistics. So we would have to, we would have to just do a ranking, I guess, based on this year's um, potential points. Rank I mean, if that did happen, the NFL is going to have to make their own decision as well. Right. So it's going to, you know, they're going to give kind of some kind of guideline, a ballpark, yeah, ballpark guidance in terms of, you know, how, what their thought process was in their strategy. Because remember, they have mathematicians that like do all these numbers and stuff to keep the game fair, like stuff that I don't have access to. So I kind of defer those number crunching games to the NFL mathematicians. Potential points might not be very reliable this year, though. Potentially, <laughs> it actually might be fine, but <laughs> well, yeah, because potential points—the longer sample size you have, the more accurate it is, yeah. right? That's how potential points would work. Um, well, I mean, I guess not really. Uh, it's it's definitely better than our old system. I mean, in the end, you can only yeah, you can only go off of what is going to yeah. be available. You know, um, if we get like eight to ten game season. I think that's a decent sample size. You know, it's not perfect, obviously, but decent enough to make some stake, you know, like uh, draft position decisions yeah. regarding that. You know, we're probably not going to be able to do our, the whole, you know, toilet bowl yeah. system that we had implemented, new, uh, newly implemented. But in the end, you know, this season is going to be crazy. So I think we're all in agreement and understanding that. Whatever happens, you know, we'll deal with it, you know, however it makes sense. And uh, that's the best that yeah. you can do, right? I agree. It's crazy that um, the NFL canceled their supplemental draft. And then now the college football is basically canceled. And we have all these college football players who are just no season, potentially no season. Some have opted out already. Just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, next season's NFL draft is going to be just on another level, I think. All right, so let's see here. Um, there, there's a couple things I wanted to talk about, too. I mean, I know we just did a divisional realignment, but uh, as we were saying earlier, there's like some things I want to see if we can uh, improve upon. 
uh, you know, so uh, a lot of people have been talking to me uh, about how certain things don't reflect the same in our league and the NFL. For example, defensive linemen and cornerbacks are taken constantly high in the NFL drafts in our rookie drafts. They're, they're not being taken until what, earliest third round? And that's because of our scoring system. Now, <clears throat> uh, currently, linebackers, I think, comp pretty favorably well to like a mid-tier running back or a average you know, mid-tier wide receiver, which is kind of where I saw them being scored around. But I also wanted defensive linemen and cornerbacks to be scored similarly around linebackers. Now, linebackers obviously by nature are involved in almost every single play, right? So they rack up more stats. But uh, defensive linemen and cornerbacks and safeties have more specialized roles. So... A lot of leagues do what's called a weighted uh, point system where certain stats are uh, given more points to certain uh, positions. You guys are all familiar with this system? Yeah, yeah. We definitely discussed this before, but uh, why don't you give us like a quick overview? So what I was going to do is uh, for defensive linemen, I was going to increase the um, weights of tackles and sacks and tackles for losses. That's a new stat that we added. So what's our current IDP scoring, DY? Uh, so right now we get, what, three points for sacks, uh, one point for tackle, two points for fumble, forced fumble, another two if you recover it, six points if you score a defensive touchdown, I think, four points for an interception, and two points for a pass defense, which is, uh, you know, you just put your hand up and bat a ball down. You know, and uh, any... Assisted tackle or, or an assisted sack is half of the um, full value. So what I wanted to do for defensive linemen is, since they are more in the sack specialist category, we're going to increase their point valuation by a time and a half, or time and a half, uh, one and a half times. And like just like sacks, tackles, and tackles for losses would be the three that I would increase to of one and a half times. Uh, I wouldn't do interceptions because that isn't their primary goal. You're not starting them to get interceptions. That, that makes sense. Cornerbacks and safeties, the opposite would be true. We would increase the amount of points they scored for passes defensed and interceptions and tackles. And everything else would stay uh, relatively the same across the board. Remember, the reason why we're starting them here is because the our strat the way we strategize, we're starting people in the defensive line because we're expecting certain defensive linemen to produce uh, sack uh, specialist um, stats. If that makes sense, we're not expecting to start a safety and expecting to put up like uh, you know three sacks or something like that. You guys kind of follow me? Yeah, I think that sounds pretty good. And for me as a commissioner, that's that's kind of my goal is like I need I want more uh, competition and to increase competition, uh, you need to, you know, <clears throat> you need to add more value to the game. And so like uh, if you make defensive linemen and cornerbacks more valuable, now the now the uh, rookie draft gets harder, right? It gets harder for everybody. Now you're putting more players in that, that haven't been thought of before that are probably going to get drafted, so it's going to alter draft strategies. People's teams might be more defensive. Uh, well, I don't know if a lot of people are going to be adopting like a defensive-minded uh, team. I don't think 
I still think the meta will be offensive players, but I think more people will take into consideration defensive players like earlier in the draft. So, yeah, I yeah I do like the changes for sure because it will just make us have to deal with more fantasy relevant players. Um, like for example, our rookie draft is like seven rounds deep, but a lot of the times, realistically, those six seventh rounders are usually cut. You know, right. at some point. Um, but now it's like, oh, okay, I can take a guy in the fifth, sixth round, like a, d- a defensive end or right. you know a project or whatever, uh, as a defensive player, and like, okay, I actually do right. want to hold on to him. It's the same kind of rationale um, of you know uh, of that of the whole paradigm shift now to like super flex or two QBs. It's because you know when you do that. You basically just create more of the pool, immensely more value in your rookie picks, right? Which makes the entire draft more relevant. Like you know, a third round pick, you take players there that in the normal you know league you get in the uh, in the second. And this is the same same idea where it's like, yeah, you know, now you have to make those decisions. Like, am I going to take this IDP in the second round? You know, third round, and then in turn, you're still getting good value on players that you're getting later in the draft too so it just makes the draft more fun the picks more valuable and just more scoring all around well ideally would um so in our league you know we have data for the last nine years on average uh each team scores about anywhere from like 150 to 175 points a week uh really good teams you know when we are like holy shit like you scored like a lot like where what are we uh wowing at like if somebody breaks the 200 point scoring right that's where we know like oh shit like people scored a lot so ideally what i would like to do is like by increasing idp i would like scoring to go up by anywhere from 20 to 30 points so on average we're 200 should be about where higher scoring teams should be averaging and like 230 to 250 is where like really high scoring games uh, or where people who score really high are. That's kind of where I want to uh, just kind of tweak it a little bit. Uh, and I want most of those points, the increased points coming from IDP, not from offense. I like it. Yep, sounds good. If only, if only we got rid of kickers, it'd be a perfect league. <laughs> yep, just get rid of kickers, bro. Some kickers actually make a huge difference. I mean... What's that fool of the guy I used to have, Greg Zerlin? He did really good last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but they're kickers, bro. But like, there's, there's been enough people in our league that said that they prefer having him in, and it's if we took this to a majority vote, it would not pass. It would a 100% not pass. Uh, really? I think maybe we should. You guys, you guys, it's like it's kind of like split in the middle. It's like half and half. Some people are like, ah, oh, I want it. Some people are like, oh, I don't want it. And a lot of people are like, I don't care enough to change. And those are the people you're going to have trouble changing their minds. The ones that are like, whatever, I don't care. It's all right. I mean, we've, we've kept true to a lot of the core kind of concepts and, you know, scoring and roster kind of, I mean, essentially we're unchanged, right? Like we did some tweaks here and there. Um, but uh, so, I mean, it's fine if other people want to keep it. It does add a little bit of like, and randomness, you know, every week, which is always fun. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I overall I do love the scoring changes. Um, 
if we did agree on it, when would it be the next realignment? In three years. So what? Yeah. So what I would have to do is I would have to come up with a comprehensive scoring plan. Like just go over like literally what what we're increasing in every position. And then that way it gives you guys three years to start think because you guys need to know what these changes would look like with our current uh, league settings, right? So it gives you guys three years to kind of see what these new numbers would look like. And based on that, you guys can um, figure out who to draft. Yeah, I like that. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, like I can't sure. just like throw it at you guys and be like, all right, next year we're doing this. Like some some people yeah. take a while to, you know, some you know some of us like we, we procrastinate. <laughs> we take forever to to come around to looking at the rules I've I've announced. So some people some people still haven't figured it out. <laughs> some people still there's like oh my god, you guys hear me sometimes, right? I'm like I can't believe you guys are still asking me these questions. <laughs> it's, we're in our tenth year, but you know uh, people forget. You know this is fantasy football. It's not like the highest priority. I get it, um, but uh, going back to IDP, ideally, what um, just like projected scoring i would like every idp position to be scoring at least like you know on average like eight to ten you know the really good ones scoring like 15 to 20 and that's like you know running back uh two wide receiver one production right yeah that that, that would be that would be pretty significant, significant scoring, scoring yeah overall and so you would yeah. get about an average of uh increase of 20 to 30 points per team per game so you know it'd be a little bit more fun um It'll just bring like another dynamic to the game, I think. So that's, that's what I'm kind of like thinking about. So I'll be talking with a lot of you guys, like how we should, how we should uh, set up the scoring system. I like it a lot, man. This is exactly what I was hoping for. Yeah, I think one of the biggest thing is, if it is for the next divisional realignment in three years, it does. If we all know it's coming, exactly. No one has an excuse. Exactly. You know, we have three drafts, or you know, free agency and. All of that to you know stash players, kind of hammer out mistakes. You know, uh, put together a strategy the way you want to attack these positions. Uh, whether you want to go all edge or maybe you know now you can start getting those guys who do get tackle for losses. You know, those defensive tackles who just kind of do all the dirty work. You know, um, and now they're going to get some you know points right. scored for them. So I think it is exciting. I'm excited to see how it kind of changes the way all of us value players and draft and pick up players bid you know in free agency so you know if it is happening i think i'm fully in support so when the next uh realignment comes around and then you mention the new scoring which owner do you think is going to be the one to say what i didn't know there was going to be any kind of rule changes Uh, Brian Lee for sure. <laughs> I'm going to have to like send him daily reminders up to like a year, a year preceding. Just give him a, like a cheat sheet every year. I should I should just have Siri send him daily reminders starting today, like just auto auto emails, like hey rules are changing in three years. Hey rules are changing in three years. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, I hope your baby's doing well, <laughs> Brian. Brian. Congratulations, yeah. Brian. I hope your fatherhood is your treating newborn. you well. You may win this year, man. Who knows? You know, just okay, spent this no. whole podcast what? just no, roasting that's Brian. Not, that's not it's possible. <laughs> All right, well, Dy, yo, it was really fun having you on, man. I hope you come again soon. Oh, thank you, thank you. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, yeah, good to hear you guys. I miss you guys. 
Uh, can't wait for this season to start. Hopefully, it's a long season, and uh, hopefully, you'll be mailing me Mingyu's shitty trophy at the end of the year, TJ. <laughs> no, no uh, guarantees if it gets there in one piece, unfortunately. All right, everyone. We'll take care, and then we'll see you guys next time. Peace.